I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The hideaway is open tonight. I looked at it or whatever. You know, quicksand is that the equivalent is made out of dicks, 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 dicks. It's banter. What do you think about Brexit? What's that? Does that mean we won't have any cheese? Are you joking? You are a liar, actress. 100% white type of paper. Welcome back to our off-season series called Gather Around the Fire Pit, where we are interviewing different people in our lives or outside of our lives to get their perspectives and opinions. <laughs> outside of our lives, where we're interviewing <laughs> randos. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I'm, I'm keeping it open to the possibility. <laughs> yeah, if any of our listeners want to come on, DM us. <laughs> oh, that would be wild. I feel like we would actually probably get some people who would be interested in that. <laughs> But we are we are here to get opinions and perspectives of this most recent season, seasons prior of Love Island. Um, and today's guest is special because she is another member of our internet friend crew. She was unfortunately sick last week when we recorded with Lauren <laughs> and so unable to participate. But we've got her here. You get a whole Ooh. episode just for yourself. Yes. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Let's chat. So we are so thrilled to welcome to the podcast, Cass. Cass, or at Cass Christopher on Instagram, is originally from Oregon, but she currently resides in Seattle with her fur child, Daphne. She has her master's in social work and public health and is currently a badass policy manager. Welcome, Cass, to the podcast. Sorry about that. Um, this is my podcast debut, so bear with me with my um, noise interruptions. And also if Daphne has any squeaky toys in the background, because she's staring at me like she wants to play right now. We are a pet, a pet friendly pod. I know. I love hearing uh, your cat, Melvin, in the background on those podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the 
but thank you for having me. Uh, long overdue. Yes, I was Definitely. upstairs in the Airbnb quarantining last weekend <laughs> when was. they were so uh, recording the pod last week. <laughs> okay, I'm here now. <laughs> Cass, tell us a little bit about yourself and how we know you. Yeah, so I am originally from Ashland, Oregon, and fun fact, I have known Ari since I was about 14 or 15. We had a mutual friend in high school in our very small town. There's one high school, so we would have inherently known each other, but what really brought us together as friends was a mutual love of The Bachelor, and that really (laughs) was the foundation of my and Ari's friendship. And um, true. We are still friends like 12 years later, and here we are back to talk about more reality TV. Um, that's <laughs> really been the crux of our relationship. I would actually go so far to say that it was our only relationship yes. for many years. We didn't actually, so we lived in Ashland and then both went to school in Portland and then both moved out to Denver, and now Cass lives in Seattle. But prior to moving to Seattle, we've always lived in the same place. And for a lot of that time, we weren't really friends. We only texted every week about The Bachelor for years. Yes, yes. (laughs) you can go back in my Facebook messenger, you know, if you want a real blast from the past. Oh, and we have done that. Yeah, it's just (laughs) me and Ari talking about The Bachelor on Mondays, like for years in a row on Facebook messenger. That's amazing. Oh my god. Yeah, so we have a funny um, history with that, but I would say that we are more than just bachelor friends now. Yes. <laughs> We've evolved. <laughs> um, Denver, we really grew closer as other friends. Well, that sounds weird. Um, <laughs> friends outside of The Bachelor. But anyway, so in late uh, 2020, Ari introduced me to um, the Game of Roses podcast and really opened my eyes to a whole new world of The Bachelor. And that is how I met Mara and also Lauren, who was on the pod last week and kind of became friends with these lovely ladies I had never met in person until last weekend. But I had the privilege of giving Mara a hug last week before (laughs) I tested positive for the Rona. And that was, um, I'm glad we at least got to have that one hug. (laughs) I know, me too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, yeah, so the four of us have uh, an ongoing um, group chat that we just are pretty much constantly texting about everything, reality TV, life, boys, um, work, (laughs) our pets, everything under the sun, and we just have that going every day, and it's been, I know you talked about this last week, but it's been like a couple of years now, and... So that's kind of my relationship with you all. But really, the foundation here is reality television. And yes, I mean, 100 percent between <laughs> yeah. all of us. <laughs> it's kind of beautiful. Yeah. It is. I know. Look at all of us coming together and forming <laughs> profound female friendships. Literally. Uh, is there anything else that you want to share about yourself that we didn't include in your intro? No, not really. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Cass, tell us what other reality TV you like to watch. Oh, my God. This is the question I've been waiting for. Um, do you Let's hear the list. Hours? You have three let's hours. No, yes, we I, do. <laughs> we have exactly three hours, so let's go. <laughs> so apart from dating reality television, um, reality TV is just superior to me in all forms. I actually don't enjoy scripted television anymore. 
And I tell people that, and they're like, what are you talking, like, you don't watch HBO shows, you don't watch, like, Netflix, like, scripted, like, no, I only watch reality TV. (laughs) So, (laughs) it's a very broad bucket, but I would say, um, I watch a lot of, obviously, Bachelor, all of the Netflix dating shows. I love cooking competitions. I know that's a whole other genre, but Top Chef, Master Chef, Chopped, all of those. I love the drama that comes with them, the interpersonal mm-hmm. dynamics. Um, and I also just like love watching food being cooked. Mm-hmm. Just so Wait, that's so funny, Cass, because Gabe and I love Top Chef and we watch it every week, but he's always like, this is the best reality TV show because there isn't drama. <laughs> well, there is drama. That is a lie. That is false. I know. <laughs> it's some of the best drama, honestly. It's like fighting over who, like, cook superior chicken and you know that's the and kind you don't of even eat chicken I, I know but i i can appreciate chicken <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you watch um great british baking show um i've watched bits of episodes but no that one that one maybe has the least drama that's probably why you don't like it yeah exactly. i love that it's show. a little too a little too wholesome for me i think <laughs> <laughs> i know i know there's more that you haven't Keep going with what re- you said that you watch all Netflix dating shows. I think you watch all Netflix reality shows. Uh, yeah, that's true. Okay, so for context, <laughs> Perfect Match, which re- recently came out, I've told Mara and Ari this, but I had watched every single show of the people <laughs> that came- went on to Perfect Match. So I watched The Mole, Sexy Beasts, every <laughs> season of The Circle, including Circle France that Inez was wow. on. I literally had watched... You watched The Circle, France? That particular season that Inez was on. So I knew who all of these people were going into Perfect Match. Holy shit. And, yeah, so I just... I truly love reality dating shows. But I love a whole spectrum of reality TV. Moving on to Bravo. Ari actually got me into Real Housewives a few years ago. She's dragged me into a lot of reality TV holes over the 12 years, needless to say. But, um, yes, Love Real Real Housewives. I haven't been keeping up as much lately, which Ari is mad at me about. I haven't either. Okay, good. That makes me feel I'm not mad. (laughs) It's just too much content. There's It's literally too much. There's not enough time in the day for all of the TV that I need to watch. Yes. No, but I love um, Below Deck on Bravo as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think what, those are my main ones. Of of the housewife uh housewife franchises that you have seen, which is your favorite? Uh definitely Potomac. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, and I don't know if I have super valid reasoning for this. I just love the I just love the characters on Potomac. I love yeah. Karen Huger. Um, Second week in a row talking about Karen Huger on the pod. Shout out Karen Huger. I loved um, the drama between Candace and um, Monique. Oh, God, I hate it. I mean, it was terrible, (laughs) but that was great television. Oh, God. It was. I did feel like... Robin and Giselle. Yeah. I felt like the Monique um, Candace drama like did kind of cross the line when it, they got so physical with each other. Yeah. Oh my god, like, it was terrible. I think we went too far. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, not only did they get physical with each other, but then Monique was like trying to get back and was like, "I'm gonna fucking kill right. her." Like that was right. Terrifying. Scary. Scary. Yeah. But we've yeah. never yeah. seen anything like that on any of any of the other no. uh, shows. So I think that just really stood out to me, like in a bad way, but also a good way because. It obviously hasn't left my mind. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Yeah, it's iconic for sure. Do you watch uh, Summer House and Winter House? No, I don't. I don't. Okay, I'm curious. I, I want it. somebody to give me like their opinion who watches that and watches The Bachelor on the Tasha Luke dating rumors, but we'll have to find someone else. I will volunteer as tribute to start watching Summer House. <laughs> okay. I was going to watch it anyway. <laughs> Great. Okay, perfect. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, I also forgot to mention, like, growing up, I loved all the MTV reality TV as well. Oh, like, yes. Laguna Beach, I watched that as a child, and then as yes. it moved into the hills and the city, those were some of my favorites. It is, like, very scripted reality TV, but oh, yeah. it's just so good and so um good. it just makes me feel so nostalgic all of those shows also like i did watch jersey shore when it was airing not yes. gonna lie <laughs> Cass, what yeah. about like next and parental control did you watch yes, that sort absolutely of yes, yes. Same, same. and like mtv cribs my super sweet 16 what we're gathering here today is that this is really like fundamental to who you are and have always yeah. been i was talking about this with my friends last night like this is just who I am as a person and people need to accept that. And like, I put that on my hinge profile. First thing is that my greatest strength is I've watched every reality TV dating show. Oh my God. <laughs> a lie. And you know, the other day a guy commented, is that a red flag? And I was like, I don't know. You tell me. Um, I think it's not a red flag. It's just who I am as a person. And you have to accept that. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so funny. That's great. So have you seen any other, I know the answer to this question and I'm excited. Yeah, no, it's Have fine. you seen any other Love Island seasons and do you watch any of the other iterations such as United States or Australia? I don't think it's going to come off as a uh, surprise to anyone who's already heard me talking the past 10 minutes, but I have watched <laughs> every season of Love Island across every <laughs> series. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. so you're our, you're our first guest. Mara and I obviously have as well, but you are our first guest yes. who has seen them all. I've never seen USA right. uh, season one. Okay, bye. Well, Cass and I will continue. <laughs> yes, I am obsessed with Love Island across the board. Um, I know there's, you know, controversial opinions about Love Island US. Obviously, it's the least superior of the yeah. three, but I eat that shit up. Doesn't matter what country they're in. Like, I love the format of this show, and yes, I've watched every season. Yeah. I actually would like to give Cass a little bit of credit here because as we're having this conversation, I'm remembering. I've always given credit to me watching Love Island to my brother and sister-in-law living in the UK, but it actually was also partially you, Cass. I remember you texting me years ago and being like, yeah. you've seen Love Island, right? And I've been like, oh, like I... My brother, like, what? Uh, I've been meaning to watch it. And, like, it was kind of the catalyst to me actually watching it was you. Because I, listen, this has always been the foundation of our relationship. And I trust your opinions. And exactly. I was like, okay, I guess I have to do it. So I just want to, like, publicly give you that acknowledgement oh, that's amazing. that this podcast actually may not exist without you. <laughs> Thank you. No, but you're actually so right. I remember I didn't have anybody to talk about Love Island with. And so yes, I that's was just always like, what we've done. We've always yes. been like, you have to watch this so that I have somebody to talk to about it. <laughs> and I was like, this show is fucking amazing. Like, I yeah. can't believe Ari isn't watching this. Like, it, Number one, I don't have anyone to talk about it with. Number two, I don't have Ari to talk about it with. It's yeah. like my reality TV go-to. And so, yeah, I do remember, like, pushing you to watch it. And 
just such a game changer of a show. It really is so good. And now it's really taken over the entire world, which is crazy. Like no Mm -hmm. one knew about it back then. It was just like this weird British show. (laughs) Yeah. And it started off like very, I think like seasons one and two, the cast was like, quote unquote, trashy. It was giving like, you know, the Jersey Shore kind of vibes. Like pulling from probably a similar cast of like the Geordie Shore. So true. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I love Hannah from season one, though. She's one of my fave. uh, She's great. Yeah. Yeah, she was iconic. She really was. But you're right. It was just like a different time. And I know you guys were talking about this last week. But just like if you go back and watch, it's so interesting with just like how much they're smoking and like they're drinking more, etc. It just seems a lot more like off the cuff than it is now. It's definitely more like produced and... Yeah, um, trying to appeal to like a larger audience now. Obviously, yeah. this is the, the biggest show in the UK. No, that's yeah. interesting. I would love to hear more about just like your general takes, being someone who has seen every single season of every iteration. Like, how have you seen it change? What do you think of the differences between UK, US, Australia? Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's been so many seasons, and it's like hard to remember what the first few seasons of. Love Island uh, UK were like but like other than all those things I was just saying I think it's gotten better in the sense that they're more aware of we've got a huge audience watching this and so they want it to appeal to more people right obviously the introduction of Casa Moore was a huge game changer which wasn't uh, their season one I think it came season two, two or three did it three three okay casa came in at three okay that makes sense and i just feel like that really changed the course of the game like that is such a love island staple now and Mm -hmm. seasons without casa more i just don't enjoy but then didn't they not do it season four that's right yeah and they don't do it every season of like australia either because this most recent season of australia they didn't have casa more and right i remember being really upset about that and just looking forward to casa more at the whole time and then it never happened so I think that's yeah. something they like really need to keep every season. Like as long as a long term viewer, like that's something I'm looking for. Yeah. And didn't when they did it in Australia, and correct me if I'm wrong, I remember they like removed the girls from the villa, but they didn't set them up with any boys. And then they just went back in the villa. I don't remember And this. only the boys really got either. to experience Casa In a previous season of Australia, not the most recent. I think it was I think it was Jesse's season of Australia. I think it was season three. I don't remember that. Me neither. Unfortunately, my memory is not. They all blend together. (laughs) Any other general thoughts about like US or Australia compared to UK? I think inherently US is the worst, not because of the format. Like I really do think the US producers try to mimic the format of UK like they use the same challenges it's all the same right the villas look the same etc I think Mm -hmm. the fundamental difference and why I prefer UK and I really like Australia like I love the Australian slang and slander Mm -hmm. and banter that they use um and I just think they're genuinely fun people like I would love to move to Australia seems like a great place anyway (laughs) But, yeah, I just really think the that Americans are just boring. Like, the, the people they select to go on Love Island US just, like, don't. Huh. Make the, they don't make the same, te- like, 
TV that is, like, so good. Like, and, and I think that's just me being an annoying American who's a sucker for, like, British accents and yeah. playing and et cetera. I just, like, don't really care to listen to, like, all of these, like, 21-year-old Americans talk about virtually nonsense but like for some reason right. when it's in a british or australian or irish accent i'm like i could listen to this all day yeah interesting but it's weird because i watch so many other reality tv uh shows that are american. u.s accents right yeah i don't know something about yeah it. i i i totally agree with you Cass. i feel like there's like an essence of australia and uk that the u.s lacks and i i don't know if i can even verbally say what it is like i don't know but there is just like an essence to it that is missing and i don't know if it's like the cast i like i could see i could easily see how a cast of americans are not like the most sympathetic characters do you know what i mean um, just yeah. because of the nature of being American. Literally. But... <laughs> they all feel but... MAGA. And, like, I'm pretty sure that yeah, I a think lot that's of them the are. I know. A lot of them are really MAGA. And it's, like, it's frustrating. I think that's the thing. I think, like, with other reality dating TV shows, like, I'm thinking of, like, Love is Blind, for example, and, like, uh, The Bachelor even. Like, there's a, definitely a mixture of, like, political spectrum and ideas. Although I think The Bachelor sometimes suffers from the same issue because they're often there a lot of people who go on that show are also kind of MAGA and Christian So true. and when you get too many of those people it just feels like an antiquated show yeah and it it also feels like at least for me I don't really like want to be giving my attention and like streams to a show that is platforming people that I believe are like fundamentally what is wrong with our country and like harmful to so many people yeah, a hundred percent. I'm mm. with you on that. Yeah, but for some reason, listening like we we don't really know the backgrounds of the people from the other countries per se, and I think we just right. I, like I know I kind of look at them with like rose colored glasses. I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, we yes. had talked about briefly <laughs> that Claudia's dad, who's famous, is like known to be conservative, right? Mm. But I mean, I don't know. We can't be judged on our parents' yeah. political ideologies, right, Mara? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, right, Mara? absolutely. No, I, 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 for sure. Like, I think often that like with uk and australia like like religion is such less of an influence in those countries and it's obviously still a huge influence here in the united states i kind of think that that's sort of what's seeping in yeah and it sucks (laughs) it makes the show shitty (laughs) yeah yeah, but you know what? I will still watch every season of Love Island US that comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Same. I really will. I mean, same. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I don't know, like, what they need to do to make it better and bigger. It just definitely has not caught the same traction that UK has or even Australia. In Australia, yeah. I know it's huge. I could see, yeah. like, UK, Love Island UK being so big, becoming so big in the US that u.s gets canceled wow yeah. i could see that too i don't know Cass, how do you think love island compares to the other reality tv shows that you've watched it's my favorite by far mm. and i don't know if i can give you an exact reason why but i just you know it's there's something about it that's so light-hearted at the same time as like having drama and you know intense relationship 
things go on. Like, it just mm-hmm. has a light feeling to it. Like, when you look at The Bachelor, it just doesn't feel good to watch anymore. Like, I don't, I don't feel, like, elated when I'm watching The Bachelor. Like, it feels, like, almost like a chore. Like, the people in The Bachelor, we just know are miserable. Like, and so watching The Bachelor, it doesn't feel good. We know that they're mm-hmm. not having a good time. Whereas you look at Love Island, these people are genuinely having a good time for the most part, you know? Like, they just get to do more fun things. They get to do challenges. They get to just lay by the pool. They get to eat whatever at any time. Like, they just are relaxing. They're not in such a constricted, like, process, like compared to, like, The Bachelor, per se. I just love the Mm -hmm. format of Love Island and kind of just, like, having all of these people just in one location, filming their conversations, filming their day-to-day lives, but, like, without the pressure that The Bachelor and and other shows necessarily have. Although there is pressure in Love Island because they want to stay there, right? So it's very much a game. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's also what makes it great. It's light, but at the same time, these players are playing to stay there. Right. But, like, they have more power in that versus The Bachelor. It's kind of pre-decided by producers. Totally, yeah. And then I think the other thing about Love Island is the fact that they allow audience interaction with voting and you really want to come off to the public in a certain way to, you know, to essentially stay in the villa for when the public is voting on their favorite Islander, most compatible couples, etc. This is an element of Love Island that is just not present in really any other reality television show. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know The Bachelor tried to do it recently and that was kind of a joke, but with Love Island, that's just such an (laughs) integral part of it. Like they really include the audience and acknowledge that people are watching in a different way than other reality TV does. They're really acknowledging that people have their eyes on them and are judging them. And I think it just makes really interesting television. Why do you think then that there were hardly any public votes this year or this season? I didn't like that. You're so right. And I I don't know why, but that's definitely one of the things I didn't like about this season as much, I think, Mm -hmm. is they didn't include as much interaction with the public. And I just think that's such a great part of Love Island. Like, the season was really missing, like, external parties putting in their opinion. And I think that's what makes Love Island so exciting. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's what sets it apart from so many other shows. And I think it's the public opinion that ends up making the show even messier and fun because it's kind of like, like when the public has an opinion and like the Islanders are reacting in real time to it, then the viewers themselves like feel a part of the show and feel like they're a little bit in the villa too. Totally. Which and I'm sure that's awesome. contributed to why it's so popular in the UK. Yeah. Like it's their number one show over there for a reason because viewers can interact with the show. They have an app, you know, you can really just like follow along the journey. The other thing that makes Love Island really stand out is just the sheer quantity of episodes, right? Yeah. For, <laughs> for reality TV uh, fanatics like those of us here today uh, <laughs> like having 60 episodes of 
a show is just amazing. Um, You really get to know the characters. Like, granted, it's a lot to keep up with, right? You all know because you're literally recapping it Um, (laughs) and spending hours and hours devoted into all of these episodes. But um, it really, you get to know the the players so much better than you do in other TV because there's so much more content to work with. Yeah. Have you watched Big Brother? Does it have a similar feel? I have watched Big Brother. I've watched a couple seasons. I forgot to mention that up top. I really like Big Brother as well. And yeah, it does have a similar feeling. It's a lot of episodes and it's just constant cameras on the people stuck in the house. Very similar vibe in that sense to Love Island where you're just watching them talk and have normal Mm -hmm. interactions and you just get to know the people a little bit better and make more of a connection. Whereas like when I watch the bachelor now, I don't feel like I know anything about the contestants. Hmm. I think love is blind and some of the other shows do a better job. Just like at that inherently like love is blind. They have the pods where you're really just watching them talk about random, random stuff. Yeah, that's true. Tell me if you guys agree with this or not. I feel like season one of Love is Blind is, was amazing. And now mm. I really am enjoying season four. Mm-hmm. But I feel like season two and three totally missed the mark in what you're saying, Cass. Like, I don't feel like I knew any of them. This season's felt really rushed and strange. And, like, I don't know what it was that was done differently. But it felt different and, like, less in-depth to me. I don't know. Maybe I like watched them less carefully. I don't know if this is a common sentiment or not. I agree. I agree with you too. I do think it was the like seasons two and three were rushed. I'm not sure why. I think there's a chance though that they might have been rushed because there was like kind of a lot of drama. I'm trying to remember. Like, I mean, there's always drama, obviously. (sighs) Okay, season three was Dallas. Yeah. Season two, what location was that? I can't remember. I can't either, but I remember there was, like, the couple that was, like, always, like, fighting, I feel like. Hold on. (laughs) Season two, Love is Blind was... Oh, are you talking about fucking Shane and Natalie? That was season two. Shane and Natalie were on season two. Danielle and Nick. Danielle and Nick. That's who I was thinking of. Dude, this stupid season sucked <laughs> yeah yeah that was just not good i think where it was, was the it? casting where even was it I and mean, shane is like uh, oh. shane gives me the heebie-jeebies okay. shane okay i know this has been said i think that shane is just constantly on a stimulant is the vibe I yeah <laughs> there's something going definitely on there definitely get that something oh yeah. shake shake and deep d mm. shake Kyle, uh, yeah, that's season were, six, oh, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. No, this Wait, was that season, season Chicago, two? maybe? Chicago, yes, that's right. Yeah, I feel like it was just the cast. It was kind of mixed. I mean, yeah. Shake made a very interesting villain, and I liked Deep D. Shane was hard to watch. Natalie yep. was boring. I will say they, I think they've definitely... Yeah, Chicago. Sorry. Okay, wow, that took me a fucking long time. They've definitely come back around this season. Like, I think the season is yeah. really good. I, what is yeah. it? Is it just, like, the, the toxic men? Because, like, last season as well, I was like, I, I truly can't <laughs> with, like, fucking Cole Bartice. <gasps> Holy shit! Yeah. Can we talk about Bartice and his, oh child? Gosh, his child? His baby! Yeah, yeah, okay. What is the timeline of this situation? Okay, so... 
Please share. Mara knows. I I don't know. I don't know for sure. I I don't know for sure because I I got all of this information, of course, secondhand from clues in the um, live show on Monday from last week. Oh. Which and he got all of this from Reddit. So uh, according to Reddit, and I I will do my best because I don't I don't know if I can find the actual post at all. But it's very up in the air about when this woman got pregnant because this baby is already a couple months old, apparently. Oh, and so yeah, I don't. Well, it's like a, it's not a newborn in these yeah. photos that he posted. Right, I think it's like three or four months old. Let me look at the picture. And then plus nine months, you put it puts him in Love Is Blind filming cat like timing. Filming for season three of Love Is Blind began in June twenty twenty one. What the fuck? Yeah. So okay. So maybe it was actually that this he, this oh, happened between Love Is Blind and Perfect Match. Yeah, it has to have because right. this baby. Unless these are old pictures. So he posted on April seventh all of these photos, and I would agree that this baby is four-ish months old in these yeah. pics. Yeah. If Love Is Blind season three started filming in June of twenty twenty one, you said. Yeah, that's what it says. Then this baby mm-hmm. was conceived after that. Right. Yeah. So it had to have been between Love is Blind and Perfect Match. Dang. And, okay, never mind yeah. then. I was like, it's fucking crazy that he was talking about abortion with Nancy on the show while his partner or ex-partner was pregnant. But I guess I that's not the case. Although it probably informed, well, people say he didn't know about the baby. But I'm just feeling yeah. sad for this woman who was probably told by him that she couldn't have an abortion. <laughs> Yeah. But also, yeah. cute baby. Happy yeah. for you, Bartice. Cute baby. <laughs> it is cute yeah. baby. Uh, I don't know. It's like weird fucking vibes. It's weird. I have no idea when he found out that he was a father. It might have been after this kid was born. Like, literally. Yeah. I just watched um, the most recent season of Married at First Sight. I think it's the most recent season. Speaking of more reality TV that I watch. I love Married at First Sight. What yeah, season was uh, it? I think it's season 12. It's... No, like what I, couples? Okay, so da, 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 da. there was Chris and Paige. Oh, this is not the most recent season, girl. That is a crazy season, though. Okay, it's a few years old. It's like beginning of the pandemic, but it's absolutely yeah. crazy. Just on the note of this baby uh, drama. <laughs> so married at oh, first yeah. sight. Chris yes. and Paige get married at first sight. Let's give a little bit more context. They get married at first sight. Spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen this year's old season. They get married yeah. at first sight. They have sex the night of their wedding night. Oh, yeah. And then Chris tells her that he's not attracted to her, like, the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. What? Just super nice guy. But it's, like, going what back and the forth the fuck? whole time. And Paige is, like, they're both really religious. And Paige is, like basically like well we are like bonded in the eyes of god so i like have to make it work but the entire season he's like it's horrible to watch horrible. And one of the things that happens is Cass. uh so about a week or two after they get married they've already had sex many times gone back and forth whatever he finds out that his ex fiance is pregnant with his child shut the fuck <laughs> And then, Mara, he buys her a car. He buys her a Mercedes. Wait, buys who? The who the the ex fiance, his baby mama, while he's still married to Paige legally. Yes. Wow. It was truly wild. I've watched a lot of seasons of that show, but that shit shook me. 
Damn, Same. I should watch that. Yeah, I've if never anybody wants to watch a good season, season 12, I'm pretty sure. Okay, Married at First Sight is the most similar show to Love is Blind. Love is Blind. Like, Love is Blind is oh. very much based off of Married at First Sight. It's a really similar yeah. setup. Agreed. Of, like... They don't have, obviously, the pods in Married at First Sight, but they do the marriages. They do, like, an intro to all the people. They do, like, the Mm -hmm. matchmaking special. They do the weddings. Honeymoons, which is basically replicated in Love Mm -hmm. is Blind, but it's just, like, a post-engagement trip, not a honeymoon. And then they set them up with apartments. They live together. And then at the end, they decide if they want to get married or stay married or get divorced, whereas in Love is Blind, it's the yes or no at the altar. It's, like, almost exactly the same show. I was thinking about this the other day when I was watching Married at First Sight. I was like, this is Love is Blind. Yeah. Completely. How do they make them all like sign a prenup before they get married or something? I don't know. It's a good question. Like, I know. I don't think so. I actually don't that. think so because there have been storylines on the most recent season. There was a storyline of a woman being like, I'm like really successful and like want to sign a post up with you. Yeah. A hundred fucking percent. Yeah, if I, I ever know. went on any of these shows, I would be like, we're absolutely getting absolutely a no question. It would be insane not to. Yeah. Agreed. Oh my gosh. Wow. Thank you guys. That was, yeah. that was fun to hear secondhand about. <laughs> I know. It's so. fucking crazy. You need <laughs> to keep dropping. watching because the most recent uh, okay, seasons well. are good as well. But that one was wild. But who are the other couples that season? I li- I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, okay. Oh, but yeah, I'm actually kind of in a lull right now of uh, needing a reality TV show to watch. So I'll probably just keep on with the Married at First Sight That's train. That's shocking. That I have like Vanderpump so rules. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you would, Cassie, you would love it. You would love it. I promise. Oh, uh, Ari, Brianna and Vincent. Do you remember them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Claire yeah, yeah, and yeah. Ryan. Yes. Oh, Virginia and Eric. Oh, yes. that's such a crazy season. Yes. Woohoo. Another good one. <laughs> Cass what are your overall thoughts about season nine of Love Island season nine was good I think like it made a solid winter season I think the summer seasons are always better for some reason I don't know what Mm -hmm. it is I think like for me I just want to watch Love Island in the summer um like everyone feels that way I know it's funny it's interesting I mean I love watching it all year round obviously I wish it was 365 episodes a year oh my god dear lord we wouldn't be able to do this podcast (sighs) if you're listening don't do that (laughs) (laughs) good for me (laughs) I need more no I'm just (laughs) no yeah like it it was good I'm glad they had Casa etc um to be honest, the, the the contestants this season didn't do it for me as much as prior seasons. I don't think there was as much, like, personality or star yeah. flares compared mm-hmm. to prior seasons. I thought Will was amazing. I really liked Will and Jesse. I just kind of thought everyone was a little boring. And, yeah, that, that's my yeah. take. But... It was good. Obviously, I watched every episode, and I will continue to watch more. I'm looking forward to June 5th when the next season airs. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I right. know. They just announced that less than I eight weeks I saw away. it somewhere. <laughs> I think I posted it. That's <laughs> wild. Like, this this literally just ended, it feels like, and they're already, like... I, I'm yes. not prepared. No, it's <laughs> like there is less time between now and summer season starting than a season. Does that it's make sense? Ca- yeah. Why do you guys think yes. they're... Why do you guys think they're hammering out another, like, 
season so quickly like back well, that's to like back. a pretty normal start date i think it's just yeah that i don't always do the winter season right 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 like last year we didn't have a winter season True. so yeah. it was just like you know do you guys think that they will do winter again i don't think so what do you think as oh, honestly i i think they will i mean yeah i think they're just on an upward slope right now and we'll just keep producing as much content as they can but winter got pretty bad ratings Mm. and it did the first time as well that they did it two years ago or whenever that was yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i do Mm -hmm. think it is a lot for the average layman to keep up with it's a lot of episodes it's a lot of tv like not everybody has the time and desire to watch 300 hours of love island every year so <laughs> right okay i started to think after Literally. you said you wanted 365 episodes a year and i was like honestly there might be fucking close to that yeah because literally. with us uk and yes. and australia yes oh at God, all the unseen bits and after suns and after yeah. suns unseen bits like there's probably close to that <laughs> maybe wait yeah. maybe this is why maybe this is why the UK winter hasn't been getting good ratings because we have UK summer. And then usually during the winter, we have love Island, Australia. Mm -hmm. And I assume people in UK are watching that too. You think? So I'm wondering if it's like summer is UK time. Winter is Australia time. And adding in another UK season during the winter might feel like overload for people. Huh? That not, would be an not overload for me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting thing to maybe investigate a little bit further, though. Like, are UK yeah. viewers watching Australia instead of winter UK? I would yeah. say more of them are likely watching winter UK. Agreed. Than Australia. But I do think that there are a lot of viewers who watch summer seasons and not winter seasons. I know that based on the numbers. Just that's in general. True. Yeah, that's true. Facts. Who was your favorite Islander of this season? My favorite Islander was Will, for sure. I think he just mm-hmm. brought the most dynamic personality and um, his parasocial parasocial content is amazing, as you've discussed. Yeah. I think... Truly. Like, just compare... Like, I don't think there were many favorite potential favorite islanders to choose from this season for me. Like, I genuinely mm-hmm. liked Will as a person and... Um, yeah, he's definitely my favorite. Good choice. I especially love his little sexy tiger thing that he does. So yes. entertaining. It's like it's good to have a signature move like that as a contestant on the show. Like yeah. that really stands out in my memory. That's okay. actually a really good point. True. It is it is important to have some sort of signature thing that sticks with the audience and you as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if it's not like a line, it can be something visual as well. Yeah. Totally. Definitely. Definitely. So who would you say was your most toxic Islander of the season? I don't think I'm alone in this one, in this group, but Olivia <laughs> was my most toxic Islander by mm-hmm. by far. Yeah. There were quite a few toxic Islanders, too. Like, I'll put Ron and Tanya up there on my list for sure. Casey had yeah. his moment. Sorry, Mara. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Olivia, by far, she was truly toxic. Also, I don't really want to talk bad about her because I know she reposted your... Uh, <laughs> Your Instagram post. It's fine. She's not going to listen to this. <laughs> she knows it. She knows it, too. And one of yeah, our high tea options is going okay. to be an interview with Olivia if you want to discuss further. 
Yeah, I, I definitely do. Yeah, I think my biggest issue with her is just her, like, lack of self-awareness. And yes. that just really came across. And at least what we were shown, um, I always look at it with a grain of salt because these shows are highly produced and edited. So, you know, mm-hmm. they were probably trying to portray her in that way. But she also said some things that just came off completely, like, A, hypocritical and B, just completely not self-aware at all. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But also, she made for good TV. I will admit it. She did. I don't know if I, I've even sent this to you, Ari, but have either of you guys seen the clip of her in like an intro package promo for a previous season of Love Island? No. I don't know if I saw the clip. She played like an extra. Oh, really? For um, oh. when Hugo came in. Oh. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. No, I didn't know that. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, people on TikTok like posted it, and I was like, "Look who it is! It's Olivia." <laughs> <laughs> well, she literally has been trying to get on the show since 2018, right. 2019, and that's a fact. Yeah. But, that's just the vibe yeah. that comes across. <laughs> I mean, y'all, she wants to be an actress, like mm-hmm. right? Can't judge right. her for acting. Like, yeah. seems like she's having success with it. So good for her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, s- speaking of people trying to get on these shows, Kwame from Love Is Blind was in the background of like the potential cast for Married at First Sight in one of the seasons. Oh, I remember seeing that. So this is part of like the first few episodes. They have like a bunch of men and a bunch of women from the cities come and like meet with the experts and talk about why they want to be on the show. And then it gets like whittled down based on like who they want on the show and who they can find a match for. And he was in like one of those big scenes initially. Yes, I remember that. Exactly. Dang, I didn't know that. Interesting. I know. Yeah. yeah, he also gives me that vibe. <laughs> I know. I heard a rumor he hired an actress to play his sister. Huh? Yeah. I don't know how accurate that actually is, but there was a rumor going around recently that he hired he hired Ugh, an actress to play his sister. When he was talking shit about Seattle and he's just on his high horse about Portland, <laughs> I literally was like, shut up. Portland is so much worse. <laughs> I literally thought of both of you when he was talking about that. <laughs> But yeah, Seattle is more expensive. When he was like, Chelsea, would you consider moving to Portland? It's such a great city. That's when I decided I hated Kwame. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I hated him before that. I don't hate him. Just kidding. I don't hate him. But fuck Portland. Fuck Portland, literally. And also just in generally, fuck the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know how you feel. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I think one of our highest city listening cities is Seattle. Oh, love is blind. Oh my God. Hi, Pacific Northwest. I love you so (laughs) much. (laughs) I'm here with you, PNW. Yeah, no, it's been weird going to all these places that I see. I was literally at Unicorn Bar last night where the bachelorette party is in Love is Blind. Um, oh, yeah. And I will forever think of Love is Blind now when I go to this one bar in Seattle. And it's just going to be annoying, I think. Well, this is about to happen to me when they come I know, to Denver it's come for to their Denver. next season. Yeah. And then it's going to go to D.C. And D.C.? Go- yeah. <laughs> going to all of us yeah the show's taking over the country (laughs) i know but they're gonna be at all these dc places i'm gonna be like i don't know any of these places i don't really hang out in dc yeah (laughs) dc kind of sucks low-key sorry sorry dc god we're Um, just like really (laughs) shitting on american cities (laughs) and And americans (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's fine (laughs) earlier i'm like americans are boring (laughs) well we we had to go far the other way because on our first to gather around the fire pit episode rod was like yeah I just like fuck, hated fuck Brits. 
<laughs> and then I watched the show and I realized they were funny. And we were like, holy I shit. <laughs> I, I That was such an interesting take, honestly, because like I love the British yeah, population. Same. I love British actors. I love British singers. I know. I don't know. I love that I, chat. That, you know? Love the chat. My understanding is that the whole like Revolutionary War situation is like still kind of a thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Can you expand on that a little bit, please? <laughs> please elaborate. Like that the UK is still salty that we wanted to break away from the monarchy LOL. back in the day. That okay. there's like a riff because of huh. that. I don't fucking know. I've just like heard that before. But I don't Listeners, personally. I don't personally feel that. So, <laughs> okay, me neither. But what, we're, what you're saying is that there might be a little bit of that in our guests who hate the UK or UK guests that hate America. It all goes Maybe. back to the war. It all goes back to the war. It's generational trauma, you know. Long live the king. Oh, Am I right? God, <laughs> God save the queen. Or whatever. Okay. Yep. Well. <laughs> She died. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Rip. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, lol. <laughs> okay, Cass. What was your most shocking moment of this season? Oh, uh, I mean, it's not going to be an unpopular opinion. It had to be Tanya walking back with Martin. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anything else will compare. Okay, actually, I have another one. I was truly shocked when Will kissed. Layla, is it Layla? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Layla, Lydia, Lydia, Linda. Layla. <laughs> I never can else. keep them straight. <laughs> uh, I thought uh, Will was gonna stay loyal to Jesse, and so yeah. I was not expecting him to lean in and give such a like dominant kiss. Like he really yeah. initiated that kiss. He did. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that shocked me, and then the Martin thing obviously shocked me, but also yeah. kind of not really, because I felt like Tanya was a little bit toxic from the beginning. I know, yeah. see, that's the thing that, I understand that, like, the moment in and of itself was a little bit shocking. I didn't even choose that as the most shocking moment of the week, because I felt like Tanya was planting seeds that she was going to choose yeah. someone in Casa, even before Casa. That's true, because she was feeling annoyed with shock. I just go back to you. You two have talked about this on the pod a bit, but just like the fact that they said, I love you. I think that's what's shocking to me. But right. the fact that they went so far to like say they love each other and then and she, say that they were exclusive. Yes. That is shocking that she went and recoupled in Casa, in my opinion. But like she's mm-hmm. 23 years old. I don't know. She has a lot of work to do. Well. Yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> we all do. <laughs> Cass, if you were a Love Island producer, what change would you make or what twist would you introduce? Oh my god. Okay. The first thing I will say is I wish they had more alcohol. Yes. <laughs> Love that. Like I, I get why they limit it, right? I know that a lot of ages watch this show. They don't want it to be you know, just a representation of people in their 20s just partying all the time. Like, I get it, but Mm -hmm. I do see the bonus in having, like, a little bit of... A little bit more liquor will loosen them up a little bit. Could stir the pot a little bit. Mm -hmm. Obviously, everything controlled. We don't want, like, a Corinne Olympios and Bachelor in Paradise scenario. Right. Oh, no. Can we 
for those who don't know. Oh, yeah. Ari, can you explain? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, basically, Corinne Olympios was on Nick Vial's season of The Bachelor, and she was in Paradise, I don't know what season, with Demario Jackson, who was yeah, from Rachel Lindsay's season of Bachelorette. There was a scenario in which they were drinking, or, like, she was on some new medication, and from what I've gathered, and you all, like, please jump in and tell me if I'm wrong, but from what I've gathered, like the medication and the alcohol like was not something that she was used to mixing and the producers Mm -hmm. were like, you're not okay. I don't know if that was a feeling that she had, but like the producers like kind of told her that she was not sober enough Mm -hmm. to be engaging. And I think her and tomorrow were like making out in the pool or something. Right. Maybe getting handsy. Yeah. It turned into a thing that was so big that they stopped the filming of paradise Everyone went home for, like, two weeks. They came back and restarted the filming without Corinne and DeMario. And Chris Harrison had a chat with everyone in which he made them define consent. And then they just, like, (sighs) continued. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. And it was after that that they instituted – is that the Mm -hmm. word? Yeah. A two Two drinks an hour. hour. Yep. Which, like – just still kind of a lot to get you drunk, and also I've heard right. that it's at this point maybe they've become a little bit more loose with it, but yeah. it, that it's two hard alcohol drinks an hour, mm-hmm. but you can have unlimited beer and wine. <laughs> you can get fucked up on unlimited beer and wine. <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm sorry, were people drinking more than that before? Because that's concerning and not something that I would ever do. <laughs> Honestly, probably people were probably taking like multiple shots, like yeah. frequently. Yeah. yeah, but I don't want that on Love Island, of course, but... Yeah, so oh, I will say just, horrible. like, quickly about that whole scenario. I personally find it to be really problematic that, like, DeMario was painted as a black man, as this, like, Agreed. aggressor taking advantage of someone who, like, seems to not have an issue with it. Everything yeah. that she's said afterwards yeah. seems to be the show that making wasn't. an issue it, of it, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Very fucked yeah. up. So, obviously, we don't want... We don't want anything like that to happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But more booze, more mess. More booze. I love that. More mess, yes. The second change I would make is just, like, maybe a queer season. Yeah. Like, this isn't a change long-term, right? But I think this would be a really Why not? I mean, it could be. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would just be such a fun season or seasons to have. Yes. I don't know if either of you watched... Are you the one? Yeah. Season, I think it was eight. It was called Come One, Come All. And yeah. it was 100% queer folks. And essentially the premise of Are You the One, for those that don't know, is like the producers preset them with a perfect match. And the goal of the show is to figure out who your perfect match is. Mm-hmm. Well, the goal the goal of the show is for everyone, everyone. to couple up with who they're match is as decided by the producers by the last episode yes yeah and with this show like anybody in theory could be in a pair with anyone and it just made for such great television i will say as a reality tv snob i think that was probably my favorite season of reality tv i've ever seen oh shit are you the one come on come all go watch it if you haven't really like revolutionized reality dating television in my opinion like so inclusive so amazing and there was just so much good drama also fun fact 
Carousel from Perfect Match was in that season of Are You the One? <gasps> what? What? Yes. No Look way. it up. She went by Carrie. Um, <gasps> she went by Carrie. I have and chills. That's so cool. I have no recollection of that. She was partnered with some girl yeah. named. Uh, I can't remember, like, Ashley or something. And are you the one? So, anyway, yeah, Carousel was on that. Isn't that That is so wild. That's so crazy. Wow. And then she went on Sexy Beasts, which is my worst nightmare because I'm really scared of furries. It's a terrifying show, period. I wouldn't recommend that one to anyone. (laughs) Are you the one? Come on, come on. Yes. (laughs) So, there have been... Do you remember Sophie? Sad. Rip. I know. R.I.P. Yeah. But she... Coupled up. her last name. I don't remember her last name either. She was in an earlier season of Love Island UK, and she ended up coupling two. up with. I remember that a girl season two. Yeah. What yes, I don't like about storylines like that, though, is that basically, and this is exactly what happened on Perfect Match as well with Francesca and Abby. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, "Oh, oh my God, two bi girls, mm-hmm. you should be together." Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's literally what happened on Love Island UK, and that's why I feel like having it be always queer or at least yes. just including queer contestants always would right. avoid that scenario where it's Absolutely. just like well obviously you two have to be together yes. and i will say like in shows like perfect match in shows like are you the one love island like where you are having to couple up and then people who aren't chosen to couple up get eliminated i understand how like that makes the math a little bit more complicated yeah Mm -hmm. but like you're a fucking producer of the show this is your job figure it out like include queer people always i I think and i was thinking about this earlier i was like how would they do cost some more i'm like well you just Next. Include a bunch of people yes. in Casa More. Like, how great of television would that be? Well, like, I've even so heard, good. and I think that we discussed, I may have cut it out, but we've definitely discussed before Mara and I the idea of switching up Casa Amor so that it's like not all of the girls go and all the boys mm-hmm. stay, but like yeah, maybe like half, half the boys of the have, girls yeah. and half the boys stay, and then they just bring in like more Islanders and like. But, like, you, you're splitting up the couples, but not necessarily by gender. Like, I think that that right. is a great way to do it. And that jives perfectly with the queer season or with, yes. you know, in- inclusion of queer contestants. Yeah, Absolutely. That would be wow. so cool to watch. Dude, yeah. Love Island, hire her. More <laughs> booze and more queer people. Love it. <laughs> also, on Are You That's the One, fun. they drink so much on Are You the One. And it's just so entertaining. Like, these people are partying and yeah. i mean definitely yeah. a different vibe than love island but it just makes for really good tv in my opinion yeah it does yeah but god an all queer season that would be so good let's go Ugh. i'm with you on yeah that. i'm with you on that i'm i'm in for an all queer season and i'm also just in for queer people to just be included and yes. for people to be able to couple up with whoever and yeah for the producers to figure out the math and figure out a way to like still have the you know dumpings that they want and all mm-hmm. of that sort of shit like yes let's get with it let's not have these heteronormative like standards that a couple has to be a boy and a girl and absolutely yeah I would love to see two bi men couple up with you. Yes. Yeah, please. (laughs) I love that. Also, that's the other piece of it is that it's consistently like okay and hot to be a bi woman, but it's emasculating to be a bi man. And we have discussed the uh, Love Island US, I believe, season where the – I don't even remember his name. Dude was totally disappeared and kicked off the show without – 
any conversation about it because it was found out that he was doing gay porn. Like, why? Right. Right. Leave him on the show. Seriously. Have yeah. him, like, be fucking weird. in porn and being like, watch Love Island US on Peacock. Like, <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah, like, those ratings. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Maybe it was CBS that was the issue. I don't know. Maybe Peacock would have allowed it, but CBS didn't because that was when Love Island was still owned by CBS. Okay. When when they switched to Peacock, they said they were going to make it a lot like steamier, naughtier. Like, yeah. It was just going to be better. And then it really wasn't. Like It wasn't. It wasn't no. better. And I felt like Sarah Hyland was not, not uh, as good oh. of a host I as like her, Ariel. But, uh, yeah. Well, we yeah. like her because of her Bachelor connection. Yes, obviously. Married That's to Wells true. Adams. Yes. Okay, do you have any other thoughts about the season or anything that you want to share about Love Island or anything like that before we get into our last segment here? No. (laughs) Perfect. Great. Obviously, Love Island holds a big piece of my heart, as it does yours, and um, I'm so happy I get to chat about it with you all. Yeah. Constant, yeah. If, if you're a producer, reach out. I'm definitely down to collab with you. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't go on the show, but would love to work behind the scenes. I think we can work on making Love Island US better. I'm not sure how, but we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, yes. and there are definitely ways. There are definitely ways. Gotta just like switch it up more. And in general, like we think that things need to be happening to get rid of like OG Islanders and not yes. have them go. Oh, all yeah, the way. I completely agree with your guys' take on that. Well, thank you for all of those takes, and let's get into a piece of tea in our new segment that we are calling High Tea. So today we are going to give you the choice between two, and you let us know what you would like to discuss. So we're going to choose between Will and Jesse in an interview from Closer doing Love Island Secrets, or Olivia on Toby's podcast, Fancy a Chat. What would you prefer? You alluded to earlier, Ari, that the interview with Olivia might um, show that she actually has some self-awareness, and I just have to hear that. So okay. let's definitely pick Olivia. Okay, yeah. So first of all, I just want to say that I think that Toby is a really good interviewer, and I like encourage any Love Island fan to listen to this podcast. I love that he has a podcast. That's awesome. And Chloe just started a podcast too, a little rivalry. Yeah. Are they still together? There. No. no. But <laughs> I would love to see either and or both of them on the All Star season. <laughs> yeah. They were together until somewhat recently, I think. Mm. They definitely yeah. dated for a long time. Yeah, but no. So just like a few of his guests recently Amber Gill, Paige. Dammy, Olivia, and then I just saw this wasn't even up when I re-listened to this episode this morning, but he just released an episode with Faye Winter. So Ooh, some okay. really, really good guests that, that he gets. But let's chat about Olivia's appearance on the uh, pod. And so yeah. she is so far, and he says this in the very beginning of the episode, the only season nine contestant that he has interviewed. He says that she's controversial. And Olivia takes it in stride. 
<laughs> she says that coming out of the villa is really intense. And something that they talk about that I think is so fucking interesting, you guys, is how they had the Love Island contestants have their Instagrams go dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they talked about this. We talked about this in our last episode as well with the um, Tanya and Jack interview. But the way that they talk about it is totally different. And from the perspective of a villain, I think is something that the show should really take into consideration. That actually coming out and seeing all of the response and all the DMs and everything without having had a filter of somebody, a friend or family member who was in control of Olivia's social media to go through, how that was way harder for her because Mm. she just saw it all immediately. And they did tell her, like, don't don't look at it alone. Like, you should, you know, have somebody there to support you as you do this. But that, I think, is an unintended side effect because it was intended to cut down on trolling. But I don't know that they took that into consideration. It's a really good point. Right? Wow. Yeah, because she would have been inundated with it immediately rather than Absolutely. her family getting most of it. And, and her family to, getting most yeah. of it and being able to delete it and make it a little bit of a safer space for her to come out to initially obviously like it will continue but most of it is going to be happening during the airing of the season and she just sees all of that the second that she gets out (sighs) that's rough yeah that is rough so in addition to their followings being lower i think that is another really really important thing to uh, take into consideration if this is a rule that they're going to continue implementing moving forward when it comes to social media Mm mm-hmm do you remember, Mara, what season Hugo was on? Or could we look that up? Yes, I'll look it up. Uh, okay. I, say, I definitely don't remember. Me neither. Because Olivia originally applied to be on the show, she says in 2018, and then later in the interview corrects herself and is like, oh, maybe it was 2019. But I'm wondering if that was when she was an extra. Dang, so she would have been a lot younger. She would have been like 22. 22. Yeah. Compared to one of the oldest on the show. I'm 27. <laughs> okay. He was on season 7. 2021. Okay. So, yeah. She applied to be on the show then even before she was in that promo. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. I just, I didn't say this before, but this episode came out on March 28th. So, it's a little bit outdated. She talks a little bit about Maxwell and how she thinks that he could be her first boyfriend. But we obviously know what came mm. of that. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rip Maxwell. <laughs> oh, so they do chat about this. She booked her Love Island VT. So, this must be what they're talking about that role of her being in the promo. Oh, okay. With Joe Garrett? Oh, maybe it was Joe, not Hugo. Yeah, it was Joe, not Hugo. So they do talk about... That's why I didn't put it together, because I was confused about that. But she says it was with Joe. We can find this probably. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's definitely Joe. I didn't... They have, like, the same hair, and I just did, like, a quick... (laughs) I just saw it very quickly. Okay. Yeah, okay. This is right. He's season five. So he's season five, so that was 2018. Okay, so that so was around that the sense. time that she did apply to be on the show then, actually. Yeah. And then she was just in the VT. She acknowledges that her and Zara knew each other 
prior to the show and really? says that they weren't close, but blames it uh, the edit. And I think I said this in a previous episode on the idea that they didn't know each other. So yeah, they oh, basically were in a few different music videos together. Interesting. Hmm. I had no idea. Do you think that there's like just clips on the cutting room floor of them recognizing the fact that they knew each other? There is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent because she talks about that in this interview and is like when she showed up, I was like, oh my gosh, Zara, like, hi. And that they were excited to see each other. But then she says that things went south with the um, beer pong challenge and the two-faced thing. But she says that Zara told Olivia, and this is all on the cutting room floor, Zara told Olivia that she chose her for that because she felt like they knew each other and she could take it. And it was just like all in good fun. And that makes sense. Wow. And I think that's valid. And then Olivia does kind of acknowledge that she took it too personally but she goes you know you, you take everything so personally when you're in there and i'm like okay well no, that's okay, a you have problem to. honey <laughs> <Right>. yeah <laughs> oh, that right. just makes me stand by zara even more i love i that. agree no. i totally agree that is so interesting that they cut them out or cut out them knowing each other because yeah. yeah like they've literally brought exes into the villa before and have right. very much acknowledged when other people have known each other but i don't know that feels a little bit different to me. Yeah, like, I, I do think they should have acknowledged that Zara and Olivia know each other, but I would say the majority of the reason that they bring exes into the villa is for the drama. Yes. When they did that mm-hmm. with Jax and Gemma, when they did that on Australia with Claudia, and mm-hmm. I don't even remember what her ex was that called. Guy. It's literally no. for the storyline yeah, of no, your ex coming into the villa. Yeah, I don't know. It could be an interesting storyline to know that Zara and Olivia have a history. I completely agree. They should have acknowledged it. But what do you guys think about this idea that, like, the way that it was edited was because of the producers trying to push this idea that they didn't know each other? I'm trying to understand what their motive might have been. Yeah. Does them knowing each other make them both more sympathetic or less sympathetic do you know what i mean my theory is that them knowing each other the way that they know each other through being in music videos and stuff like Mm. that even though they're both on the show saying Mm -hmm. that they want to be actors and singers and whatever it makes them more for twr it makes them more for Mm. the wrong reasons I think you might be onto something there for sure. That's fair. Wouldn't they want to build that drama if like if they had known each other like from something that wasn't, you know, music videos or something like in the like entertainment space, like they personally right. knew each other and personally had beef. Like I'm sure the producers would want that aired, but maybe the reason they didn't want to air it is because like they would come off as for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Or also it might just make it seem like to cast for the show, they're pulling people who are already influencing and maybe they're trying to kind Mm. of promote this idea that these are just normal people still. Mm. Yeah. That's dumb. I think it's dumb, but that's like the only reason I can think of that they would have tried to cut it that way. No, that's that's a solid People found out so easily, like they follow each other on Instagram. They're commenting on each other's stuff. I mean, another theory that I'm developing as i'm saying this out loud is that they did it so that pete there would be the buzz online of like well look at this they know each other right and then it generates more hype about the show yeah that's true i don't that's know true. who knows i don't get it 
they need to hire yeah. Cass because it doesn't make any sense. Hire us all. Literally. Literally. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't money. know. <laughs> I think if it were me, I would have shown the fact that they knew each other because I think that amps up the beef that they already had. It's like they were coworkers for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I get it. You're right, Ari. Like, people are like, oh, everyone's just going on this show to be an influencer. They just want to make money. It's like, okay, but then what is the point of TV if not for that very purpose? That's why we like entertainment. Literally. I don't, I don't and get it. Also, I they're like, they're both on the show pretending that they don't know each other, but both saying like, yeah, I want to be an actor. I want to be a singer. Like, that part wasn't right. cut out. Right. It's also like, last season with Ekansu won, she was yes. an actress. Like, <laughs> nobody Liar, actress. Liar, actress. Wait, <laughs> I actually have some tea about that. Oh, we can talk about that after. I don't think that's true. Did you hear about this? Cass, did you hear about oh. this? There's a rumor that Davide was cheating on Ekansu. No. Yeah, but then they just, like, commented on each other's Instagrams more recently, being like, this yeah. is, like, bullshit. Why? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, whatever. Like, I don't really Did I this. watch the Davide and Ekansu Hulu special? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good, yeah. I don't believe it. It wasn't very good. And don't watch it. It happened. Whatever. Okay. We'll find out eventually. That's true. Olivia talks about like her, the process of getting onto the show. So she said that they just called her back for this season because they still had her information from when she applied years ago. And mm-hmm. she was like, whatever, like I'm 27 <laughs> and still haven't been in a relationship. So why not? That's what she says. Obviously, we know there are other right. reasons as well. But that is why she says that she is still interested in going on the show. She said that there's about four month process that she went through of interviews, medical, psych, etc. Originally, she was told that they wanted her as a late season bombshell. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, great. But her and Toby are like, yeah, like that sucks. You don't want to do that. And again, like there's right. this kind of like layer of, you know, we're here to find love that is on top of this entire conversation that they have. Um, So she's like, yeah, if you go in late, like, I don't want to be the person breaking up a connection and, like, I'm not going to actually find anyone at that point. But, like, we know why Mm -hmm. she doesn't actually want to go on Mm -hmm. late. (laughs) She says that she was then basically quarantined for, like, a week with just, like, a producer. But she says that she has a great relationship with this person. They're, like, her mom's age and they knew South Africa really well. So... They would, like, take her on walks, and she did a lot of Sudoku. Sudoku? Sudoku? What? Sudoku. How do you say that? No. Sudoku? It ends with ooh. Sudoku. 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 (laughs) Am I Ron and Lana? No. And crosswords? (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. She said she just did a lot of that and tanned so that she would be ready to go into the villa. But then it wasn't until right before she went in that they told her, oh, by the way, you're an OG. And she was like, oh, yeah, I thought I I knew that. I assumed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh, I have to look at this. Toby agrees that, yeah, they don't really tell you until 
a few days before you're going in what sort of role you'll be playing in the season. And then he does shed a little bit of light. He said that because his season was during COVID, they quarantined for longer, like two weeks. Mm -hmm. That really fucked me up in the head that his season was during COVID because it feels like such a long time ago. What does during COVID mean? It's (laughs) shocking. I know. It's like just not even a valid measurement of time anymore at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I had commented on this during a previous episode, but she gets into how tall all the boys were. She is like, yeah, they're all very tall. (laughs) Tom is uh, (laughs) Uh 5'5". Kai is 6'4". Ron is 6'2". Maxwell is 6'2". Casey is 6 foot. She's like, I don't really care because I'm 6'3", whatever, boring, boring. Toby's like, oh, I'm 5'11", okay. Yeah, how old is she, how tall is she, Ari? Six, uh, (laughs) (laughs) 5'3". She's six foot three inches tall. Sorry, that was a lot of, that was a lot of numbers. (laughs) That was a lot of numbers, I'm proud of you. But basically, like, this is Toby's asking her about her type, and she's like, I don't care, like, if they're tall, because I'm short. Yeah, and anybody's taller than me, pretty much. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. She gets into all the people that she was coupled up with, and kind of is like, if you think about it, I really only chose three of them, Harris, Kai, and Maxwell, throughout the entire season, even mm-hmm. though I was coupled up with so many people. She says that she felt pressured with Harris. She didn't really care for Spencer. In regards to Kai, she says that they vibed as friends and that they were both attracted to each other, but it happened naturally and it wasn't, like, anything world-ending. I don't know. The way she talks about it is a little bit strange. Hmm. She says that she didn't talk to anybody the first day that she was in Casa and that her brain literally froze when she forgot Kai's name and, like, had tried to just whisper that to Lana, like, oh, I forgot his yeah. name, but, like, knew that it would be picked up. And she couldn't stall because they were going around in a circle, each saying, and it was, like, her turn. Interesting. I believe that. Yeah. I, I yeah, I believe that, too. I didn't think her forgetting Kai's name was that big of a deal when it happened. I thought that was, like, yeah. not a very big moment compared to other things she said like i get it you're caught up you're talking to like six new guys like i have a brain fart be flustered yeah yeah i I probably would have been like what what's this like yeah it's normal natural sort of thing to do it is weird that they like hyper fixated on that in the show though yep i know i know she says that before the Casa recoupling, like a day before, she knew that she would bring Maxwell back, but that she thought that Kai would be there alone mm-hmm. and that she would have the option of like still getting to know both of them because even though she wanted to continue getting to know Maxwell, her feelings at that point were stronger for Kai. Mm. She said that the reason, though, even though she felt like Kai would be alone, the reason that she like thought maybe he wouldn't be is that all of the boys in casa were the strongest in communicating to her kai is not genuine and is not into you like the strongest out of any of the girls does that make sense what i'm trying to say that was a weird way of saying it basically like they went in hardest on her relationship with kai out of any of the relationships and so that kind of made her question it feels like a tasha andrew thing like how Mm -hmm. the girls the casa bombs were being with andrew about tasha not liking him yeah that's kind of what olivia got from the bombs that's that makes sense to me i mean olivia and kai were the weakest link and you you gotta go hard on the weak link 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. She should have known better. She's definitely a game player. She knows this game. Maybe she didn't realize they were a weak link, but she should have probably realized that. Like, I think that's I'm the going problem. to be inundated. Yeah. She, they were the weakest link and she's a player, but she has too much of an inflated sense of self to actually like see. Yes. How, yeah. Like yeah. how things yes. might be coming off. Another thing that she said that I thought was really interesting in regards to being the villain is that she had a little bit of a sense when she was in the villa that that was happening because people kept coming in and telling her, oh, I'm so surprised by you, like how nice you are. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But that other than that, she was like, I guess somebody has to be the villain. And unfortunately, it was me. But it's like such a strong word. And she compares it to Voldemort in Harry Potter. (laughs) And she's like, (laughs) I don't like, I don't really relate to it. But like, oh, well, here we are. Like, all I can do is move forward. This is where like, I did appreciate how she was handling it as she was like, yeah, it kind of sucks. It wasn't what I was expecting. I had a little bit of a sense of it. I get it based on how it was edited and some of the things that I did say, but also like now I just have to move forward and like prove myself to people. And I think that's the right thing to do. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Either that or just like really lean into the villain edit, which probably she doesn't want to continue receiving hate. Definitely. Without her, it could have not has have, have been as an entertaining of a season. Like she did make a good character, and so I do respect her for like owning it and like acknowledging the fact that like there had to be that character in some way on the show. Yeah. Like, agreed. Yeah, I gotta give her credit for that. Totally, Definitely. totally agreed. Yeah. So this is where then they talk about the cost recoupling. Toby calls her out on her one-liners and is like, you were trying to, like, have a moment coming back into the villa. And Olivia says that it was actually much more back and forth and that Kai was saying stuff to her as well that wasn't shown in the edit. Oh. Interesting. I believe that, I think. I I believe believe that Kai was saying things, for sure. I believe it, too, but also Kai really, like, projected from that moment on this sense of, like, just being so above it and not engaging with her. And so I'm wondering if this is a little bit of, like, a revisionist history thing similar to how we were talking about Tanya last week. Yeah. I'm not going to rule that out. I, I will say I always sort of kind of got the impression, though, that Kai kind of like was into Olivia and then really immediately after he decided to couple up with Sanam tried to like in order to make himself look better was like I never was that into Olivia in the first place Mm -hmm. and like she was the one being disingenuous yeah I do have to say like the more time passes even though like I know that Kai and Sanam became beloved I don't think that I actually like Kai (laughs) I think I yeah I agree I think Sanam I was like, no, I'm going to say this with more confidence. Sanam is the best costume bomb of all time. Yeah. What she did for Kai and that she brought yes. them to the end and that they won right. is unfucking believable. She, because that she is not brought on him. Them. Yes. She brought right. them. It's not on him. Yes. I agree. Okay. Just a few more things. She says in regards to the, her and Maxwell being dumped and being able to have Claudia and Keenan dumped. She says that that was, because of stuff that wasn't shown of Claudia being like, this is like really hard for me. I'm ready to go home. I think that's yeah. totally that true makes and valid and the right yeah. decision. It makes sense. 
Olivia says that coming out of the villa, she feels like people were using her name for clout since she was the villain Mm -hmm. and, like, continuing to, like, talk shit about her to get continued engagement. And she was Mm -hmm. like, I'm over it. It's time to move on. Specifically with, like, the TikTok drama that we had discussed with Tanyelle. Yeah. She says that the reunion could have been so much worse if she was, quote, allowed to respond. I saw that clip. Oh. Yeah, she wasn't really given the time of day at the reunion. Mm-hmm. I can play that clip here. More with you mm-hmm. in the reunion. Yes. I felt like you guys getting shots from everywhere. Everyone's saying, you know what, let's just take a shot. Yeah. But you I never f- really got to say anything back. I feel like, right, people coming out and they've seen, like, the hate I've got. Obviously, yeah. things have turned around now. Everyone's being a lot nicer. Mm-hmm. But to add to that, like fuel to the fire especially when you know what someone's going through it's just too much and i feel like people in the villa coming out were almost using my name because they knew it was going to get them attention because it was already a big thing anyway well yeah almost but it's like you know i had this villain character yeah and i feel like some of them were just jumping on the bandwagon when really nothing even happened with them Mm -hmm. so yeah the reunion for me, I thought it was pretty tame. You thought it was tame? Well, I think it could have been worse. How could it have been worse? I think maybe if I'd have been allowed to have responded. <laughs> she, she basically just says, like, she's above it and over it and, like, wants to move forward. And I thought she came off pretty well in the interview. There yeah. was definitely some revisionist history, but there was for sure some, like, self-deprecation and acknowledgement of what got her into that uh, situation. Mm-hmm. I totally missed this, but in regards to the Kai thing, she mm-hmm. says, I'm just going to say this. This was very like Tanya and Shaq in the Plus 44 uh, podcast interview. I'm just okay. going to say this. I didn't actually want an apology. Yeah. I like, no. I know. The thing is, looking back now, right, mm. all I'm going to say is I actually didn't want an apology. You didn't want an apology. No. You just wanted to chat to him. <laughs> I just, all I'm going to say is I didn't want an apology. Yeah. And I'll... Yeah. yeah. So you just literally... Yeah, to be fair, you're in a space. You just have to like chat to him eventually. Yeah. You know I mean? So it's like kind yeah. of... The thing is... It, like dead in it there, isn't it? Yeah. With certain situations, you can't just... It doesn't make sense Yeah. to just leave it. Yeah. Like people want to see... More. More. <laughs> they want to see more. <laughs> they want to yeah. see more. So, yeah. So you have to kind of like give them more. So, yeah, I, I honestly get what you mean. I get what you, <laughs> I get what you mean. Okay. What does that what? mean? What make it make I, sense. I don't fucking buy that at all. She I'm sorry. She brought up an apology so many times. So many times. There's no way that the producer, one conversation of her yeah. pushing it fine three which is how many we got well conversations <laughs> and her continuously being like in girl chats and in right. itms and all of that being like i just need him to apologize to me he hasn't apologized to me he sucks so much why hasn't he apologized to me like what could that mean that the producers right. forced were like okay oh, really owes you an apology that's strange i i'm not gonna lie i think that like I think that sometimes the Islanders in these interviews are are hoping for people to forget some of the specifics because it is a lot of content and it is a lot to remember. Mm-hmm. 
like the not, Tanya not in this ki- kissing thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry, like we can go thing. back and record it and post it on our Instagram. <laughs> I will. I will. I'm sorry about that. I will go back. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I uh, I don't know how she could possibly say that. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't the case. Can you think of like that. any other thing that that could have meant? All I hear is producers. Yeah. Right. That has to be what that means. Yeah. Unless, like, there was something else that happened that she wanted an apology for, and it was edited to seem right. like it was about the recoupling thing. That's the only other option I could imagine. But either way, I yeah, what, I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't either. Okay, well, that's that. What do you guys think of Olivia now? <laughs> <laughs> like, not that my opinion has changed, like, and... I never thought she was a bad person, right? I yeah. just, like, yes, she was my most toxic Islander of the season. But like I said already, like, I'm glad she was a part of the season. I did enjoy watching her for the most part. And, like, of course I support her as a person. So I guess it's good to hear these more humanizing clips from her. And I'll probably go ahead and listen to that podcast. And, yeah, I yeah. mean, I don't wish anything bad for any of them. <laughs> yeah, of course. Same. Absolutely. Same. Only yeah, same. the best. I wish you all more instagram followers and money and podcasts that you invite mara and i on yes ideally that at toby (laughs) all right well Cass, thank you so much for joining us today this was a great little convo that we had yes i loved it do you have any final thoughts no, just thank you for having me. I think you are doing some amazing work with this pod. Um, apologies for my um, very novice uh, podcasting audio quality. This is <laughs> everyone. No <laughs> But maybe next time I will have some more legit headphones that will make me more of a podcaster. Yeah. Anyway, go watch Are You the One? Come One, Come All season. I don't need to pitch that <laughs> another time. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we cannot wait to chat with you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us at She's Got the Chat on Instagram and TikTok. Rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to chat next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.